It's 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, coast to coast and around the world. I'm not a doctor, but I have a PhD in recognizing bullshit when I hear it. From the America Out Loud Talk Radio Studios. The American people are not feeling very loved right now, though. They're not they're not feeling heard by the Biden administration. It's time for The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. As the government shutdown looms and Joe Biden welcomes in the leadership in Congress to try to solve the problem that's ahead of them, we have a March 1st and a March 8th deadline. I did a segment on it last night, and tonight we're going to go live into an X space to hear from you, the American people. What do you think the solution should be? Should it be a continuing resolution? Should it be a government shutdown? What about the appropriations bills that are sitting in the Senate? Can't they just pass them and have Joe Biden sign them like it's supposed to be done? We'll hear from you in just a few minutes. I call it the pulse of the people inside that live X space. Also, I'm going to bounce around a little bit in this hour. Tucker Carlson did that interview with Putin last week, and it appears... At least there is news coming from Russia, and I don't know what to make of it, that there was an assassination attempt on Tucker Carlson's life. I'll get into that in this hour with some thoughts on that. I'm Booker Scott. This is The Truth Be Told here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and all the time. This hour is brought to you by Gold Co. Just go to BookerLikesGold.com to find out more about that. So... When it comes to Ukraine and Russia, we just passed the two-year mark of that conflict, the war, whatever you want to call it, and you know what's been going on through Congress. Uh, we've spent uh, over $100 billion already. They're fighting over $60 billion more to go to Ukraine, and the devastation in the country is incredible. The loss of life is incredible as well. And really, since the beginning of the conflict, I've had not much to say about it because I don't understand the language. And most importantly, I don't trust anything coming from either one of those governments. It's propaganda. It's war. It's expected. You would think that both countries would be sending propaganda out as much as they possibly can. And I believe that to be true. Uh, But there is some information coming out about the CIA, the New York Times released a report on Sunday that said the CIA had bases in eastern Ukraine. And I want to get into a little bit of that and a little bit about the history, maybe why we are there to begin with. This New York Times report disclosed that the CIA built 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine and they waged a war against Russia for the past decade. After a U.S.-supported violent coup toppled Ukraine's democratically elected government, CIA Director John Brennan visited Kyiv in April of 2014, shortly after the new Ukrainian government launched an anti-terror operation against its Russian-speaking citizens in eastern Ukraine. For eight years leading up to Russia's invasion in 2022, just over two years ago, Ukraine's government, with help from the CIA, relentlessly bombed eastern Ukraine. Millions of innocent civilians were caught in the crossfire of a geopolitical chess match between Russia and the United States. That's reporting coming from the New York Times, which is interesting. We hear a lot about biolabs in Ukraine that are funded and owned by American interests. 
But let's go back to a memo from the CIA to the Obama administration, to Barack Obama. This is a memo from 2010. And I'm quoting this. I'm reading directly from this memo. Ukraine and Georgia's NATO aspirations not only touch a raw nerve in Russia, they engender serious concerns about the consequences for stability in the region. Not only does Russia perceive encirclement and efforts to undermine Russia's influence in the region, but it also fears unpredictable and uncontrolled consequences which would seriously affect Russian security interests. Experts tell us that Russia is particularly worried that the strong divisions in Ukraine over NATO membership, with much of the ethnic Russian community against the membership, could lead to a major split involving violence or, at worst, civil war. In that eventuality, Russia would have to decide whether to intervene, a decision Russia does not want to have to face. So that was a memo and a warning, and it looks like it was a pretty good prediction by the CIA of America back in 2010. Here we are, nearly 15 years later, and we see what is happening over the last two years in Ukraine and Russia. But let me get to why I don't necessarily believe anything that comes out of Russia or Ukraine right now, and I don't know that you should. And again, my whole thing with this conflict from the beginning has been the money that we're sending them. I'm not a Putin lover, and I've said that over and over and over again. Uh, but we are spending $120, $140 billion on this conflict for what reason? And some people may say, well, the CIA doesn't have any business over there. Well, really and truly, that has been the CIA's business for years. That's why they exist. In reality, that's why they have hidden money that they spend all over the world doing these types of things. Whether they're right or wrong, who will ever know? We really don't know because history changes because of what the CIA does around the world. Not only around the world, but what they are doing in America, as we have seen evidence of that recently. But now let me get to why I don't believe anything from Russia and Ukraine. Let's start with the Tucker Carlson story. Let me read you what is alleged. I do want to underscore, I want to underline alleged, because this is coming from Russia, and this is what it says. Russian counterterrorism unit thwarts assassination attempt on Tucker Carlson. A Moscow man was arrested for allegedly accepting payment from Ukrainian intelligence to plant an explosive on Tucker Carlson's vehicle, targeting the American journalist during his interview with Vladimir Putin. Now I'm going to play audio from a video of a man that was arrested for doing this in Moscow. I'm just going to play a second of it so you can hear it, and then I'm going to read what is alleged that he's saying. Again, I don't speak the language, so I'm not going to play it for you because it's in Russian. This is a guy sitting in a room doing this video, and this is the audio from it. 31 Okay, I have no idea what he is saying, but here is the translation for you. In November 2023, I was recruited by the main dictorate of intelligence of the Ministry of Defense in Ukraine. 
I was trained in working with special communications, collecting and detonating explosive devices. On January 31, I received a task from the curator to pick up an explosive device from a hiding place and use it to blow up a car. The question was asked of this guy, what was promised to you? And he says, $4,000. Another question, where was the explosive device supposed to be used? And he responds, in the underground parking of the Four Seasons Hotel in Moscow. I was supposed to pick up the explosive device from a hiding place and place it under the car. And who was it targeting is the next question. And he says, I wasn't told. Do you know who the target was now? And he says, yes, American journalist Tucker Carlson, the person in Moscow asking the question, the, the police, what went wrong? I was detained at the preparation stage. So you can believe that or not believe it. Now I'm going to go to another video that comes from Moscow. And this one is claiming that Alexei Navalny, remember his death just happened a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, it was Putin that killed him in prison. Uh, but here's more video. And again, I don't know what the guy is saying, but he is saying that Navalny died of a blood clot. So again, here is a Russian source speaking Russian saying that Navalny didn't die of poison or any natural causes other than he threw a blood clot is the way that it is quoted. So this goes to something I say quite a bit. We have a tendency right now to believe the things that we want to believe based on things that we read and hear and see. And we're only choosing to read and hear and see the things that we want to, to continue our narrative. But it doesn't necessarily make it the truth. And that's why I stay away from Ukraine-Russian stuff. But now we are seeing that the people that want the Tucker Carlson assassination attempt to be real are using this video and social media posts. And we also see this other video that says it was a blood clot. So which one do you believe? They're both Russian. They're both videos coming out of Russia from the probably the Russian government. They're not a credible source on either story is my point. And that's what I'm getting to. And that's why I don't really say much about Ukraine and Russia either way. And again, the, the CIA part of the story is interesting and something we're going to have to continue following. Senator Johnson from Wisconsin held a hearing over the COVID mess that happened, and that happened this week. And there was some interesting information. In fact, Dr. Harvey Risch, a contributor, has a show here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. He was one of the people that was testifying in this hearing for Senator Ron Johnson. Also was reporter-journalist Laura Logan, who does an incredible job in reporting the truth. Uh, here she was in her testimony. You said you've been targeted over the last 10 years. <clears throat> Can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, um, reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan watchdog. In violation of its 5013C status, it occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research, Dr. Hazan, never reaches 
never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a PAC that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. It's paid for by the taxpayers in your omnibus spending bills that get shoved through the House and the Senate against the will of the people of this country. They are, there are cutouts for these NGOs. And what they do is they launder this money. They pass it from one NGO to the next. And in the name of preventing the spread of disinformation, they censor, silence, intimidate, and punish. I said that this is a death sentence for journalists. It's how you murder a journalist without killing them. It's how you murder a scientist without killing them. It's how you murder a doctor without killing them. It's how you murder the vaccine injured when they haven't died yet. It's how you finish them off and everybody else in their family. And it's time for people in this building who come to work every day here to serve us. This is the only country where we the people are the government. This is a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. Allegedly, it is a government for the people, by the people, and of the people. But there's Laura Logan talking about the apparatus, talking about uh, the organizations, the NGOs, using your tax money to silence and suppress the truth from reporters. And they did this to doctors. They did it to nurses. uh, They did it to journalists. You remember all of that during COVID. And if you remember back, even the word China, the China flu or the China virus, we, that was suppressed. We couldn't say that without getting banned off social media. And the truth was shut out during COVID. And now Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin is trying to get to the bottom of it, holding these hearings that he continues to hold. We have found out a lot about COVID and its origins uh, since 2020. We know that in 2019, uh, something happened at the Wuhan lab. Three things took place. This is now unclassified. It was classified for a while, but I played in another show recently, uh, Dr. Robert Redfield, who was the head of the CDC at the time. I played for you his testimony that said three things happened at that lab in September of 2019. And those three things were the PLA, the the army of the Chinese government, took over control of the lab in September 2019. They also lost all the genetic sequencing that all the doctors and the scientists had done. And he said that's very unusual. That never happens. It's their life's work. They don't lose genetic sequencing. And you have to remember that it was NIH through Echo Health Alliance by way of Dr. Fauci that funded the gain of function in that Wuhan lab. And then the third thing that Dr. Robert Redfield said was they changed the air ventilation system inside the Wuhan lab. I mentioned Dr. Harvey Risch. Here was his testimony in Senator Ron Johnson's hearing. I'm talking today about what I consider the crushingly obsessive push to COVID vaccinate every living person on the planet. So we all know, circumstantially at least, that the virus that leaked leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in fall 2019, the initial cases paralleled the Wuhan subway line 2, which passes by the WIV, 
The virus contains a unique 19 nucleotide genetic sequence that also exists in Moderna patents from 2017 and various other biological and spy intelligence information evidence that overwhelmingly implicates the WIV as the source of the leak. So this virus, the COVID-19 pandemic virus, exists because it was bioengineered. The WIV scientists used Ralph Barrick's genetic manipulation techniques, technology, at their insecure BSL-2 lab. So this was reckless work at the WIV that was funded by NIH through the DASHAC EcoHealth Alliance money laundry, as well as by large DOD and USAID grants. Now, this work and the WIV leak was what I consider to be the fruit of our bioweapons industry that has been performing secretive and nefarious biological weapons development for the last 70 years. And that is the voice of Dr. Harvey Risch. By the way, he is an epidemiologist at Yale University. He is a professor emeritus there, smart man, and you can hear him here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Just go to americaoutloud.news to find his show. Uh, Did you hear about this? There was a white powdery substance Uh, sent to Donald Trump Jr.'s house. The story broke Monday night as hazmat unit descends on Donald Trump Jr.'s home. This took place in Jupiter, Florida, and this was after he received a death threat and white powder in an envelope that he had opened. Uh, Former President Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr., had an unexpected surprise Monday after he was sent a letter Uh, containing white powder and a note with a death threat uh, causing the hazmat unit to come. This is a quote from Donald Trump Jr. It's just become a little bit too commonplace that this sort of stuff is happening. Clearly, if this happened to a prominent Democrat, it wouldn't be tolerated and would drive news coverage for weeks. The media would blame all Republicans and force them to answer for it. But since it's me... Radical haters on the left will largely get a free pass and the media will barely flinch. And I would also add that they probably would celebrate the people on the left would. We'll be getting into this live X space in just a few minutes to hear your thoughts on continuing resolutions on uh, whether there's another omnibus or whether we should shut down the government. It is on the way in just a few minutes. One last quick story before we get to the break. I want to feature Congresswoman Katie Porter, who is a Democrat and represents San Francisco, California, and something that she said and seems to be pretty proud of it. The allegation of groomer and pedophile, it is alleging that a person is criminal somehow and engaged in criminal acts merely because of of their identity. Wait a minute. Identity? Uh, She's claiming now that pedophiles, pedophilia is an identity, not a sickness. It is actually a sickness. It is listed as a sickness in the DSM-5. You can look it up. Just Google it yourself. You'll find it. It is a mental disorder. It is not an identity. Here's more of her. Um, um, So this is clearly prohibited under Twitter's content, yet you found hundreds of these posts on the platform. Nice job, San Francisco. You voted for her twice, and that is what you get. That's what you get, California. Just keep electing these people. If you've turned on the TV or watched anything on the news, online, or on television, 
Our country is down and out. The Tower of Babel is falling, and now's the time to protect yourself and your temple from destruction. And to do that, that means protecting your resources, including your savings. So you can protect and defend your legacy and your posterity from destruction. That's why thousands of good Americans are arming themselves with physical gold and silver from GoldCo. Go to BookerLikesGold.com right now. Uh, You may qualify for up to $10,000 in free bonus silver from GoldCo if you have a qualified account, an IRA or a 401k. Protect your legacy Protect your posterity while you still can. Just go to BookerLikesGold.com. Let's jump into that live X space. Let's hear from you. We'll do it next. More truth in minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. These are all real-world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Often, there are no symptoms, but left unattended, we become inundated with one health problem after another. It's time to fight back with Heal Right. Heal Right is a bar that you eat but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Developed by world-renowned scientists and backed by 15 years of research, Heal Right is effective, but it's also delicious and works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. Step out of the statistics and use food as medicine. Visit healright.com outloud or americaoutloud.shop and use the code OUTLOUD for 20% off. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Every afternoon at 3 o'clock, it's attorney Tom Renz right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. That is followed up at 4 o'clock by the Constitution Study with Paul Engel. My name is Booker Scott, and this is The Truth Be Told. Thank you so much for joining us. Last night at 6 o'clock, I did a segment on the continuing resolutions and the looming. I use the word looming because that's what everybody uses in the media because it scares you to death. But is there really anything to be scared about? What does a government shutdown actually mean? And then the greater question is, will the Republicans have the backbone to shut the government down? 
And we hear news coming from the Senate that they want to do a full year continuing resolution saying that it could save $100 billion. To me, it's a big mess. The Republicans took over control of the House about a year ago, and, uh, and since that time, all they've been doing is spending Nancy Pelosi's money. It's been a complete waste. The power of the purse, they say, over and over and over again. Yet, we haven't seen anything but a $1.7 trillion deficit while we sit on $34 trillion debt. We're going to go live into an X space like we do every Wednesday night. And X is formerly Twitter, and I'm getting better about calling it X instead of Twitter. But these are communities. These are areas where people join together to share their opinion. And we've started to do this every Wednesday evening. So here we are now into an X space, and we're going to get people's opinion on what they think we should do. Should it be a government shutdown? Should they do a continuing resolution? And should maybe should they do the one-year continuing resolution? I, I would like to see the appropriations bills passed. Uh, Congress... Uh, their only job, one of their only jobs other than oversight, is to pass a budget every year by the end of September. And here we are in March almost, and they still haven't done the job that they should have done in 2023. We're going to start the conversation. Let's go to Susie up in the Northwest, Pacific Northwest here in America. Well, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is out there in uh, America out loud land. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, this is a, a really good indication of, you know, is this Republican Congress really going to stand up to the Senate and say, no more, enough, we're done with Nancy Pelosi's spending, we're done with not fulfilling the job of appropriations. They always hold over our heads, you know, well, the military won't get paid, Social Security won't get paid, and that's garbage. That's not true at all. They try to scare us with that kind of thing. But it really is time for us to take the only stand that we can against the Senate who is not on our side, they're not America first, they're not looking out for our interests, and it's time for the Congress to really stand up and step up and shut the government down, not to mention what's going on in our border. No more funding for the for Ukraine or any other foreign entity until this border gets taken care of. I'm sorry, that was I hit quite a lot of points there, but thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> thank, it. <laughs> thank you, Susie. And and you bring up the scare tactic that they use that the military is not going to get paid. Well, if you look back through history since 1976, there have been 21 government shutdowns. Uh, the longest one was in 2018. It was 34 days. Every time, everyone gets paid retroactively. And in all of those cases, even the five long ones, the military was paid every time. Not retroactively. They never missed a paycheck. And that could be done again. So don't believe that. That's not the case. Even this time, when there are no appropriations passed, they could still make a way to pay the military. Don't let that scare you. Uh, let's go to Hawaii and James. James, go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me, Booker. I heard your comments on the uh, reasons that the Republicans, um, you know, they're going to lose their seats. And that's what they're afraid of. I, I disagree with that. I think the real truth here is that the cardinals of appropriation on the Republican side, they want to spend money every bit as much as the Democrats. And the only thing that they like is the political cover to blame the Democrats for the spending so that they don't take the hit 
on that side of it. I, I don't think it's about losing their seats. I think it's about spending money. We, we know this from history. You've never seen a government program shut itself down or cost itself less money or spend any less money. That's why even our budgetary process is a complete lie when they say things like, oh, uh, we cut spending by 5%. No, no, you spent the growth percentage by 5% less of the growth percentage. It's always growing. It's always expanding. And both sides of the aisle are responsible for it. Thank you, James. And let me come back to you. Uh, before COVID, the budget was $4.4 trillion. Now we're up to $6.2 trillion. What are we spending that money on? Do you have any idea? It's a question I asked last night on the show. Yeah, probably we're spending it on paper straws <laughs> instead of plastic and and stickers for the floor uh, that tell you that, oh, six feet, six feet. I mean, it's all ridiculous. These people are just using those excuses to keep the money flowing and spend it in their discretionary budgets. Uh, you know, some new office pens, some new chairs, some new whatever they want. They just want the money so that they can spend it how they want with very little control on it. Well, hang out up here, James. We'll come back to you in a few minutes. Let's go to Alex. Alex, go ahead. I think you're in Massachusetts. Is that correct? Why, hello, Booker. How are you? Hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing great. Thank you. When I think about this and the whole threat of a government shutdown, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is these sanctuary states like up here in Massachusetts. They're not going to shut it down. They're not going to not have all of this money at their disposal to be able to provide these individuals who are crossing over our sudden border. It To me, it's just all that scare tactic, like you had mentioned about the, the military. Oh, your military won't get paid. Well, like you said, if you do our history and you look back, that isn't the case. So I think that it it's a big bluff. Um, and I don't see them shutting it down for time and time again for months and years, they're, they're just not going to do it. There's too much at stake for them right now is my personal opinion. Um, when we're looking at this potential shutdown, Alex, let me ask you, what do you think happens? (sighs) That I, your guess is as good as mine Booker on that one. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, up in Massachusetts, we're a right to shelter state and, uh, governor Healy is already asking us to take these individuals into our home to be, you know, host a family that uh, I do have that fear if there was a shutdown and it was to go um, on for quite some time that the pressure would be on us um, as the residents of the Commonwealth. And she may uh, make that an enforcement opposed to just an act up here on the books. Again, only 21 government shutdowns since 1976. And most of, them, most of them are only a week long. So keep that in mind. Uh, it's a bluff every time they talk about it. But I, I'm curious, what will happen? What do you guys think will happen? Will it be a government shutdown or is it going to be more continuing resolutions? And will it be a year or will it be a short-term fix? James, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? You know, we're going to see. Uh, I think there will be a continuing resolution. We talked to Matt Gates yesterday, um, and that's what his opinion is from inside the Beltway. So, um, you know, the, the thing is going to be how much does Speaker Johnson feel whether or not he can actually force them into our border security uh, in order to get the spending bill passed. If and, and we're so close to this deadline, unless they come up, with a magical solution overnight, I think we're going to see at least a short-term CR here. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the way they're going to go. And, and the border security is not going to be tied to this at all. Uh, let's go to 3214. Go ahead. You have the floor. Um, so they're going to keep doing this and not bring forward balanced budgets or anything closely resembling it until we find a way to put some teeth into it um, for them. I mean, there's no incentive. They get elected, they go to D.C., and it's a free-for-all. They do insider trading. Um, They come out richer than when they went in. So I know that during some of the shutdowns, maybe the military gets paid, but there are other government employees, a lot of them, who do not. Put some teeth into it. You don't bring forward a budget. We freeze all your assets and credit cards, and you get a paycheck equal to that of the lowest-paid federal employee for the duration of the shutdown. And maybe something like that would prompt them to act. So you're 100% shut down. Just shut it all down. No, shut it down and hold them accountable. I mean... We can't keep spending like this, and we can't keep bankrolling the rest of the world by taking out loans from other countries, which is essentially what we're doing. Uh, we're funding Ukraine and borrowing money from China to do it. We're, uh, it. It's crazy what's going on. We're funding all these illegals streaming across the border while our own homeless and veterans and elderly and um Low-income people are being shoved out of facilities that should be theirs. So we can't keep being the savior of the world at the expense of our country. And I would say that what James said a few minutes ago is dead on. Neither one of the sides really want to spend less. And they would have to be motivated to do what you're saying to, that you would like to see happen. And I don't think either side is. Maybe a handful of Republicans in the House are, the Freedom Caucus guys, but there's not going to be enough to stop this. And there will be a short-term continuing resolution. I don't believe they will shut the government down. That's, that's my thoughts on it, my opinion. You're welcome to disagree with me, and that's what this is all about. If you're listening on America Out Loud Talk Radio, you are listening to a live Twitter space or X space. I'm never going to get used to that uh, X. It just doesn't. It just does not work for me. Uh, let's go to Doreen. Doreen, go ahead. I don't know what it's going to take to make it happen. Um, my big concern, and I've heard them talk about it, as you know, trying to tie border security uh, to it, and you know that's not going to happen. But I am very concerned about what's happening in America with these deaths of um, our American citizens at the hands of illegal immigrants. Um, I wish they would shut it down. I, I have to tend to agree with you. I believe they'll continue it. Uh, and I pray to God they don't continue it for one year. Thank you. And I'd like to on to that, if I could, as a federal employee. Sure. Is this uh, M. Witty? Yes. Okay. I was. I, I couldn't tell if that was Doreen or you that time, but uh, go ahead. Thank you. Um, as a federal employee, almost twenty years, I can tell you that I've been through many of these CRs, and generally speaking, um, from DC, notification is sent on what we call essential employees in preparation of a close or, or, or shutdown. 
what's considered essential and preparation mode for emails, closing on loans, etc. Um, there's been no notification, um, generally about two days before, um, we haven't reached a negotiation. They'll send a, um, massive federal email and it'll go through talking points on where we're at and what we should be doing. We have not received that. Number two, every shutdown in the last 20 years, every federal employee has been paid, and I think someone mentioned uh, retroactive, that is correct. Military does get paid, that is accurate as well. What I find interesting is that um, we're heading tomorrow is Wednesday, and that would be about a lot of, unfortunately, Friday seems to be um, kind of a day that um, some of the policymakers and congressional um, can, uh, uh, congressional um, Congress and a lot of the heads of state um, <clears throat> are unavailable or out of town. So tomorrow should be a deadline where we see we receive some type of correspondence for what we call a CR in the works and what's considered an essential employee and what is not. We have not received anything. So to me and the mumblings that I've heard, it's up in the air. There's a, a lot of federal employees that say it's going to happen. There's a lot of mumbling that it is not. But in terms of formal written directives for federal employees, there has been nothing as of yet. It usually comes out uh, 48 hours ahead of time. And we do get paid. Thank you. Let me ask you a question. What part of the federal government are you working in? Do you work in Washington, D.C.? Um, I work in a field office and report to Washington, D.C. and go there frequently. Yes. And can I ask what department you are in? I'm in the department of HUD. Okay. And, and HUD is one of those things that is affected, uh, like you cannot do new applications under HUD and also the Department of Agriculture if you're going to get a loan. But it's that type of thing in national yes. parks that are affected mostly in a government shutdown. People do get paid. And again, they typically last a week. I would love to see a government shutdown. I would love to see Speaker um, Mike Johnson uh, grow some uh, grow a spine and stand up to it and, and just shut down the government to make something happen. And mm -hmm. I just don't believe that they are. What, what, what do you think? You know, I think it's, it's always, as we all know, there's more moving parts behind the scenes. And as an, a federal employee, I'm not at liberty to, uh, I, I'm very careful, but I will tell you, you're correct. And that, um, loan applications, let's say we're getting ready to close on a multifamily, 200 uh, unit sky rise in Miami, or we're going to close on a nursing home facility in Detroit. Those type of functions on exact closing dates come to a halt. However, again, if you're considered essential and you're in the middle of a closing transaction, then you would be considered an essential employee and you would show up to close the transaction. In terms of services for 
the community, residents, applicants, etc., that would be the element that would not be available to the public at that time. There would be an automatic voicemail. There's online information, applications that you can still access and apply for. But in terms of the one-on-one with, um, you know, housing in general, outside of a closing that's considered essential, then those services to um, the outside public are shut down at that time. It's important to understand non-essential and essential when it comes to a shutdown. And again, if you hear that, it means you're not going to close on a house. And typically, these shutdowns last about a week, the longest ever, 34 days. Uh, So to save $1.7 trillion or to save, at this point, save anything, off $6.2 trillion, maybe it's worth four or five days to delay a few people's closings when everybody is getting paid, including the military. We're going to take a break right now. You're listening to a live X space here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time. My fellow Americans, America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health and supporting gut health to reducing the appearance of wrinkles and even improving mind, mood, and energy. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, it is Unleash the Political News Hour. That is followed by the National Security Hour. And every night at 9, Monday through Friday, it is After Dark with Rob and Andrew right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm Booker Scott, and this is The Truth Be Told. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live inside an X space, and we're having a conversation about the looming government shutdown or continuing resolutions. What's going to happen? 
We have deadlines March 1st and then again March 8th. What do you guys think is going to happen? Well, that's what we're finding out. Uh, we have $34 trillion in debt. We have $6.2 trillion we're spending annually. I looked the other day. It, it's $4.44 trillion is the estimated revenue for 2024. I put this post out on Tuesday morning, and here, here it was. Fact, there have been 21 government shutdowns since 1976. Most last less than a week. The longest was just over 30 days in 2018. All essential employees, work, and services are provided during a shutdown, and employees are paid retroactively. Even those that don't work, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid continue. SNAP continues for at least 30 days. Customer service at the IRS doesn't work, and national parks may be shut down. Fact, the federal budget was $4.4 trillion prior to COVID. It's now $6.2 trillion. Fact, U.S. federal revenue is $4.44 trillion in 2024. Fact, interest on debt in 2024 will surpass defense spending for the first time ever at over $800 billion. America's debt is now over $34 trillion. If you don't mind me asking you, what additional services or protections is our government providing for you in 2024 for $1.7 trillion that they didn't provide for you in 2019? For me, I don't see a thing. And let's go to Patriot in Michigan. Patriot, go ahead. Hey, Booker. Thanks for having me on. Um, I, I think... Me, personally, I believe that uh, uh, the government shutdown thing is a look here, look here, a distraction. If they do it for a day, a week, 10 days, hey, great. But what's really going on behind the scenes is what really concerns me. I don't think they give a rat's butt how much they're going to spend, what the deficit is, and they're just going to keep spending. So I I think it's a distraction. It might be a day or a week, but they're not going to let it go longer than that. That's my my opinion, sir. And when you say that, I, I'm recalling a hearing that I watched about a year ago. I think it was last March, maybe April, when Janet Yellen was testifying, and they were questioning her along these lines about the debt. And she said, America doesn't have a problem. We continue to pay our bills. So in her mind, as long as the government is paying the bills, there is no issue with $34 trillion debt or $1.7 trillion in deficit spending. Uh, let's go to Glenda. Glenda, go ahead. Hey, um, good to be with you. I appreciate it. So I I would love to have the government shut down, in my personal opinion. Um, we cannot afford anything more and it, at all. The problem that I see with this, and I, I agree with James, we're going to have a continuing resolution, but it's going to be short term. Uh, in the background, <laughs> they are working, they have been working on a omnibus bill that is in Pelosi's spending and also adds in um, the amendment where they're going to tie, uh, they know that Trump is going to win, so they're going to tie his hands as far as the border is concerned and getting um, and forcing uh, the illegals to get out of our country. And they're going to force his hand in Ukraine where he will not be able to say we cannot spend any more money. Those are two amendments that are on there that Schumer and McConnell both have been working on. So there's more to it than just the the money aspect of this. Um, And so I, I feel that we need to shut it down. I don't think that 
Speaker Johnson has the um, backbone, as you say, to shut it down. In fact, he was in a, a meeting with Biden uh, today and came out saying that they they reached some type of agreement. But um, yeah, I I would love for the the whole government. It doesn't affect um, average everyday Americans. Um, it's not going to affect you if it's shut down for a week. It won't affect any of us. So I'm not sure why we're all not uh, championing behind the shutdown of the government. So that is just my opinion, but thanks. And for what it's worth, the Republicans did finally pass all 12 appropriations for last year. They should have been done in September. They finally got that to the Senate. The Senate is not doing anything with it, just like they're not going to do anything with the the Mayorkas impeachment. Uh, McConnell and Schumer are going to sweep that under the rug as well. Let's go over to Sofa King. Go ahead. Government shutdown is a ruse. It doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't break my heart, just like I I didn't hear any hullabaloo from government employees when there was a COVID shutdown of workers in the private sector. Why is there such a hullabaloo about a government shutdown? Oh no, uh, government employees are going to not not get paid immediately for not working, even though they get paid retroactively, which doesn't happen on the, in the private sector. I wish that we went back to 1996 when we had what was what is it called? Nor, normal business or normal normal something? I forget what the term is. Where they actually follow the law, where they pass these these budgets by it's sometime in April, maybe June, and pass these budgets appropriately, coming from the House of Representatives not pass, you know, pushed down from the White House, not coming over from the Senate. It's supposed to, it's in the Constitution that it's supposed, the budget is supposed to originate from the House of Representatives. Yeah, it's coming from the lobbyists too, and and you mentioned the shutdown. And no one, no one in the government seemed to care when the government shut down the kids' schools for two years, did they? Uh, now a shutdown is a problem. Uh, let's go back to Susie up in the Pacific Northwest. Go ahead. Well, you asked the question about you know how will the government, how is the government working for me, and what will I miss if they shut down? Nothing. Period. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And. You know, I find it interesting that they that this is always a last minute thing. Oh my God, it's three days before a shutdown. We got to really jump through hoops here to get something done. And you know, where were they the last two weeks? Oh, they went on vacation for two weeks. Um, meanwhile, you know, they could have been working on this. And I think it's baked in. They're going to pass a continuing resolution, another short term thing. And uh, you know, we'll just keep we'll just keep working like that. Yeah, they'll kick the can down the road a little bit further and don't look up now, but it's March, which means they only have a few months to come up with a budget uh, for 2025. And and before you know it, the Republicans have completely wasted two years in control of the 118th Congress in the House of Representatives and have accomplished one thing. They added three trillion dollars to the debt in two years. Uh, Let's go to David. David, go ahead. The floor is yours. Hey, thanks, Booker. Thanks for the mic. Uh, coming to you from the Midwest. Uh, 
pulled up the debt clock here and, and the numbers are changing faster than my oh, eyes don't, can don't, even, uh, don't do that. Don't, that's <laughs> depressing. Don't do that to us. 34 trillion, 1.8 uh, trillion in budget deficit and only 4.6 trillion in uh, federal tax. Well, in the, in the uh, amount of time it took to, you to, in the amount of time it took you to say that it just went up another $500 billion. At least, yeah, it, it's crazy. But I mean, the system's broken. Let's let's face it, right? I don't think anything's going to happen. Maybe a weak uh, extension through some type of CR. Uh, the bottom line is the whole thing's broken. I, I don't think we'd get anything. You asked how much will we get out of any type of a budget increase? Absolutely zero. If anything, it's going to cost us something. Uh, it's just going to cost us more and with no additional benefits, right? Um, the other piece with this is, you know, that we need to get back to a balanced budget. Uh, all of us out here in the real world, right, we have to live within our means. And right now the spending is just out of control. They're they're treating it just like it's funny money. You just print some more. You go at it, you know, a couple billion here, a couple billion there. I don't even think it phases them anymore, honestly. Um, and, and so, but do I think it's going to shut down? I, I don't. Uh, if it is, it'll be a short one for a week. Uh, I wish it'd go longer. I wish it'd be a new record. I wish it would exceed the, the all-time shutdown, but I just don't think it's going to happen. But uh, we need to get back to controlling spending and, and get away from this wastefulness. Uh, I agree with you. I agree 100%. And let's jump around real quick. I, I'm going to go to Ultra, and then we're going to jump around real quick. I, I want to find out, do they do the continuing resolution or will the government shut down just real quick? Let's go to Ultra. I don't know what they'll do, honestly. Uh, they tell us what they they tell us what we want to hear. Um, my thing is, um, how is the future generation? In my case, it's going to be my great-grandchildren. For some of you, it's going to be your children. If they don't get this spending under control, our debt under control, how will our children have a future? What is going to be the future of America? And as far as if they did shut down, um, places like Planned Parenthood, I mean, they must just go berserk. Places that, you know, that receive our funding, our money that I cannot stand. They must go berserk at the very thought of not getting money to abort unborn children. I'm just throwing this stuff out there. And I just, I heard something this morning that I'm going to hush that really hit me. It was a gentleman in one of the spaces and he said, when was the last time you heard of a politician going to jail? And I was like, you know what? That's amazing. We have J6ers in prison for just walking into the Capitol. But yet our politicians can spend our money any way they want, do things behind the scenes that we don't even know what's going on, and nothing ever happens to them. So that's just, that's my frustration. And um, I'll leave it right there. Thank and, you, and of course, they can weaponize the Department of Justice and persecute and prosecute a uh, political foe. We have learned that as well. That is allowed. I'm going to jump around real fast. Tell me what you think. Continuing resolution or government shutdown? Let's go back to James. James. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we're going to. This is a tough one for me. I have to go with my conversations with Matt Gates and say that they're going to have a short-term CR, but there is still the potential that Mike Johnson actually stands firm and says, nope, we're just going to shut it down because you guys aren't making any movement towards actually closing down our border. They're not making any movements anywhere. 
really, for, for the conservative side or the Republicans, this is the only leverage that the Republicans and Speaker Mike Johnson have. When this is over, he will have no more leverage for anything. And it will be a completely wasted two years. I want to go back to the federal employee, M. Witty. What do you think? Is it going to be continuing resolution or government shutdown? Thank you. Um, this is the first time I feel a little perplexed after going through several of these CRs. There's no mumbling. There's no emails. There's no water cooler chat. I don't think we know. Uh, generally, there's a consensus, but right now it's very solemn and it's very it's 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 not even spoken about, which leads me to believe that it's going to be a final midnight determination. Um, but again, like I said, generally we have a 48-hour notice. We know who's essential. We know who isn't. We do get paid. Unfortunately, there are a couple services that are delayed um, in terms of our clients. Um, but essential will go on and loans will be dealt with and closed. But um, my instinct tells me without a lot of chatter, no one knows. No and, federal employee knows unless they're at the very top of the chain. And they love waiting until midnight to the last minute. And that's when they usually do something. Not until then. They procrastinate right up until the last minute. Did you hear that, Booker? I'm sorry. Was my mic on? Yeah, I heard you. Thank you very much. Um, And that's what they do. They like to wait until midnight. They wait until the last moment, procrastinate until there is no time, and then they do something. It would be much better if they would do what they're supposed to do, and that's have appropriations bills done by the end of September and pass the budget. Amen. That's what we would all like to see. And thank you so much for joining us here tonight on The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. And you've been listening to This X Space. We do it every Wednesday night right here. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up next, it's Unleash the Political News Hour. And don't forget, you were told 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. And salt without flavor, it just has no value. It's worthless. So keep being salty. There is only one truth. You've been listening to The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott on America Out Loud. 